everyone. Welcome back. Sort of cool show. Sort of cool show. For new I week. Like that. It's a good week. I like that intro. It is a good man. week. Man. I'm a good mood. Are you? What are you in a good mood for, buddy? I don't know. I mean, it's we're today we're talking about two of my favorite artists and um one of one of these two records we're talking about for me uh is my favorite album of 2020 i'm, I'm agreeing with you on it man. and i think it's a big totally statement. agreeing with you to me that's a big statement because there's been some pretty good stuff that's come out this year you know but there has for me gosh <laughs> yeah I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. This week we're going to talk about two records. We typically go back and and we'll grab, you know, a couple of old classics and put them together, like "Slippery When Wet" versus "Hysteria." And mm-hmm. this week I thought it was a really interesting moment because there are two like very iconic artists that both have released brand new records in 2020. Yes. Bruce Springsteen released a new album last Friday. And Bon Jovi put out a new record this year, um, just yep. just just a, maybe a month ago or whatever. You know, and it's just it's just cool. I mean, you got two artists who are just legendary. They're historic. I mean, between the two of them, they've sold a quarter of a billion albums. It's unbelievable. Both it's from unbelievable. New Jersey. Both, both from, from the from Jersey. New Jersey. You're right. Yeah, both from the Garden um, State. And yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of differences. You know, uh, there's a there's an age difference too. There's a generational difference. You know, Bruce there is Bruce is 71. John Bon Jovi is 58. 58 a year older than me. So actually. it's just a, that's how I know that. Yeah. So it's a different. They're they're just different artists from different eras. But yet, but they were both still around in the 80s. Very successful. One was more of a yeah. hair metal 80s pop rock. You know, bubblegum mm-hmm. rock. And then the other was just like a middle America rock and roll kind of guy. Yeah. You know. When when Bruce did Born in the USA back in 84, 85, something like that, I yep. guess, you know, in the iconic video of pulling Courtney Cox up on the stage to, to dance with in, in uh, yeah. dancing in the dark. And yep. and they both played a lot on the Jersey Shore, you know, so they both played similar clubs, probably both played some of the same venues. You know, I know that Springsteen played the Stone Pony a lot, you know, when he was just getting started and uh yeah, and they both bring. What's interesting, I like. I think about both of these artists. I think more Bruce than than John Bon Jovi or the man Bon Jovi is that Bruce brings more of a a New Jersey flair in his music, I guess, because you know, and well, but Bon Jovi does as well. I mean, he named an album after his state, yeah, you know. Right. So that's what I like about artists that come from a certain area that you can they kind of pay homage to where they're from. Like Billy Joel yeah. always sings something about New York, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And so, so both of these artists have done that and done it well. You and I have both seen the, both these artists live. Uh, I've only mm-hmm. seen Bruce once. I think we saw that yes. show together. We and did. Yeah, the Rising tour, and then I've seen I've seen Bon Jovi probably five times now. Yeah, um, I love three I mean, for me. I love them. I, I think both these artists yep. are, are just incredible, and I'm excited I to agree. dig in today to these two records yeah, and kind of, you know, talk about the good and the bad and the ugly, and then maybe figure out for ourselves, you know, why do we like one over the other, and why do we think one is better than the other? And personally, for me, I've been as I've been kind of listening to the Bruce record this week. You know, I've kind of been listening to the Bon Jovi record since it's come out, and I'm I'm having a hard time with it. I struggle with it. You know, I struggle getting Dude, through I'm with it. You. I'm 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 totally with you on that, man. Totally and with I just, you. I I gave it a shot, and I just I texted you today, and I said I'm struggling. You know, because I I was wanted to, I wanted to listen to him. 
I think like me, uh, Bruce's record came out Friday. Yeah. Um, it was on my doorstep at 7:45 Saturday morning. I listened to it. I listened to the two songs that they released on iTunes. Um, yep. Ghosts and uh, Ghost Letter to You. Letter to You. That day on Friday, I just I streamed it, you know, and yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, man, I, this is amazing record. And I will dare say that as much as I love The Rising, I think The Rising is one of the best Springsteen records he ever made. I will dare say that this is the best thing since The Rising, bar none for me. I, I think so. I completely agree with that statement. I mean, I just about put this record. I mean, I I love the rising, and it's probably sacrilegious to say that it's my favorite Bruce record because no, man, most people awesome. will say, "No, dude, it's got to be Born to Run, or it's got to be Born right, to right. USA, or it's got to be Nebraska, or it's got you know whatever." Right. And th- there's things about all those records that I absolutely love. Well, first of all, with The Rising, that's the record that put Bruce back on the map for me in my own me, musical me journey. You know, because I was born in the mid-70s, and I, you mm-hmm. know, so by the time Born in the USA came out, I was probably nine years old. And Born right. in the USA as a song was just enormous. It was such a massive yes. song. It you was. heard it everywhere. It's this massive anthem. Like as I'm listening to that song as a kid, I'm just I love it and I'm I'm singing along to it. I'm throwing my fist in the air and I'm like, yeah, you know, sure. sure. And it just makes you feel so good. And so that's the song that hooked me in. But then right. after that record, there really wasn't anything else that spoke to me, you know. Because then right. I go into teenage world and then I go into you know young adult. And as a teenager, it was 80s metal, 80s rock is what really took over for me. And Bruce sure. just doesn't right. play that lane. That's not his lane at all. That's right. But then. When The Rising came out and you and I went to that show, I flipped. I couldn't believe it. And My City of Ruins was a song that really stuck out to me. I still listen to it today. It's just such an incredible song. And interestingly enough, like when you listen to that song, it really kind of applies to America today and the state of America today. You know, he wrote that song for 9-11. But yet, you know, you look at kind of today and you're just like, man, like this world, it feels like a city in ruins. And I think that it song, is, it's just so timely. And it's so, I think it's important. I think Bruce is probably, you know, one of the most important artists of our time, really of I my agree. life, of a generation. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous how, how influential, how impactful his music has been. Born to Run came out in the, when I was in middle school, you know, and I was introduced to Bruce through Born to Run, which I absolutely loved. You know, I when I was playing out live some, I did Thunder Road, you know, acoustically and just loved the lyrics, loved the song, you know, um, Screen Door Slams. Yeah, it's just the, the way he paints a picture with his lyrics are just and he does that with My City of Ruins, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just. You can just picture what he is saying after the rise. And you said Born in the USA was kind of that record for you. That's kind of like Born to Run was for me. And then this thing comes out and I, and I've, you know, I've talked to some friends that we have mutual friends and he agreed with me that it was one of the best records of the year, if not the best record of the year, you know, this, this record. So it floored me when I listened to it because I can see ghosts live. I can just see it, you know? And like when we saw, the rising tour we have talked about this before is almost like a religious experience and i can just see a song like ghost or land of a thousand guitars being right in there live with them in the e street band just there and you said this to me in a text e street band band sounds like a million bucks on this record 
that was in your text to me. And you yeah, right, yeah, they they do. Uh, one of the things that stuck out to me when you're comparing the Bruce record versus the new Bon Jovi record, the writing style, yeah. the way they write. Now you got to think they both come from, you know, the same kind of political slant, right? They're mm-hmm. both very mm-hmm. similar in politically how they how they think and believe and feel about our country, and. The way Bruce can communicate that, he does it in a way that's inclusive of the whole. And the way John Bon Jovi did it on this record is very, very one-sided to where, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're on the or if you're on the Republican side of the aisle, you're probably not gonna like this Bon Jovi record. If you're on the the Democrat side of the aisle, you're probably gonna love the Bon Jovi record. Right. If well, I look, look, I take that back. I don't think you're going to love it because it's just not good. I don't think you're going you know, to love it at all. Here's the thing. if you're, I don't really care what you write about. It doesn't matter to me. You can write and sing right. about whatever you want to write and sing about as long as you sure, wrap it up in a really nice melody. melody. <laughs> and he didn't do that. Not he didn't do that. And it's surprising. I mean, and it's so surprising. You can't tell me. This is the same guy that wrote One of Dead or Alive, Born to Be My Baby, Living in Sin, Bed of Roses, Blaze uh, of Glory. I'll Be There for You, Blaze of Glory. Johnny, get your guns. Oh, my gosh, dude. Listen, Billy, Billy get your guns. I'm there's sorry. a myriad of hits that John Bon Jovi <laughs> yes. has written. Right. And you can't tell me he can't still write a hook. Right. No doubt. Well, he because did. He left been, them all at home. He's been writing. He's he's continually writing. And you and I both know yeah. songwriting is a muscle that has to be exercised. It's not like riding Daily. a bike. Now, nope. you know, these a lot of these. 80s bands, you know, that we love so much that are making records now that they can't write a hook to save their lives. Not a bit. They're writing songs. Think about it. They're writing. John Bon Jovi was probably writing songs from the time he was 12 years old all the way through up until he's making his debut album in what, 83, 84. He probably wrote songs all day, every day. You're exercising that muscle. Yeah, Yeah. he was 17 or 18 when he wrote Runaway. You're exercising that muscle constantly. Right. And you're honing your craft. You're getting great. You're getting great. You're getting better. You, you've written 2,000 songs, and you're finally feeling their groove. You're finally able mm-hmm. to really feel like you're writing a big song. You can't tell me that John Bon Jovi was sitting in a studio recording these songs, listening back, and go, man, these are great songs. Yeah. I don't believe yeah, it for I, one second that he did that. I love to give records a chance. I will give them a legitimate, honest to God chance when I listen to one. Never. I, between between the two artists, I say if you if you put Bon Jovi and his catalog up against Bruce Springsteen and his catalog, I relate more to Bon Jovi and his catalog. Bon Jovi mm-hmm. as an artist is I like Bon Jovi as an artist better than I like Bruce Springsteen as an artist. When you're talking about a career catalog, right? I would I would sure, choose. Right to listen to more Bon Jovi records than I would Bruce, Bruce Springsteen records. Yeah. And yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'm pissed off <laughs> at how yeah, bad this yeah. album is because and I, I want to like it. I, here's where I found myself. I, I found myself listening to it the first time and going, man, I'm really disappointed. I'm going to give it another mm-hmm. chance. And then I, I almost, I almost felt myself giving him sympathy votes just because oh, I Lord. wanted so badly to like it, I'm like, oh, you yeah. know what? Oh, I like that part. Oh, that's kind of a cool. I like the way he did that yeah. or did this. Right, right. And right. then the third time I listened to it, I'm like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. No, I, can't. I have I to can't. be honest with yeah. myself and with this record. And this record freaking sucks. You were the one that kind of told me, hey, the record's out, whatever. Yeah. And you had told me about Limitless, the first song, which is, 
I will, I will say I have to give him credit on that. That's a song I did like. I, I do like, like Limitless. I put yep. it on my, I actually put it on my Bon Jovi playlist as, yeah. you know, I always will add songs to it, whatever. That's the only one on this record that's worth a flip yeah. for me. But I remember you told me about it and you had the added, this was your attitude. And I understand where you're coming from because yeah. you said, because I said, how is it? And you went, oh, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not too bad. It's not bad, you know, yeah. and I think you were trying to give it. A, a legitimate shot, yep. Yep. you know, and man, I'm telling you, uh, it, it, it pisses you off. It kind of does me too, because I think about him as an artist and I get it, man. You, you know what he is, you know, you, you grow as an artist, you grow into the times, but this is not even in the times. No. I mean, it, to me, this should have been, I made the comment today to you in a text. I said, you know, this really, really should have been a John Bon Jovi solo record. If he wanted to go off and yeah. do these silly melodies with la-di-di-di-di and, um, and crap like that that he's done, it, it should have been a solo record. Because, you know, solo guys can from bands can do whatever they want. And it ha- doesn't have to be like... You know, it doesn't have to be like the band they they front or whatever. Yeah. Don't call this a Bon Jovi record because it 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 does not represent Bon Jovi in any form or fashion to me. And it's yeah. just I don't know, man. I'm, Look, it's I'll, just I'll say I'll say one more thing about this record that I'll quit talking about it because honestly, it's not <laughs> worth giving any more time. I think he should have recorded Limitless as a single and been yeah. done with it. There's yeah. nothing else on that record that deserves to be out. I my, I'm of the I'm of the opinion that just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm. Just because you mm. can make a record doesn't mean you should make a record. Well, and I'm talking about Bon Jovi, who's one of the greatest songwriters in the history of the world. The guy has sold 100 million records. Yeah. And I promise you, if he sells if he sells 100,000 of this one, I will be shocked. Oh, I, oh dude. And utter shocked if he sells that. Yeah. Band. And and thing the sad thing about it is I'm still a Bon Jovi fan. Oh, I am too. This has a, I am still I, you know, but I'm going back to New Jersey Slippery when we had the first two records, keep the faith. <laughs> but I'm not. This record, you know, it will never be in my house. It will never. It'll probably be deleted from my playlist. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I have no interest. I, you say you're going to shut up about it, and I'm am too. I just think that man, if I was on a desert island and somebody offered, but if somebody rode up to me in a boat on my desert island with all my desert island discs and said, "Hey, I know you're probably getting tired of these records you've had because you don't have that many on your island. Here's an extra one. Just we'll allow you to have it." I tell them to take it back. Yeah. I don't want to listen to it because I'm not going to. I'm it. just so. I just. I'm just. I'm yeah. kind of. I'm just surprised at how bad this record is. Yeah. I never thought I would say that because yeah. there's been other Bon Jovi records that I haven't loved, but I at least found three, four songs that I thought, hey, that's not bad, man. I like that. Yeah. This one's, there's nothing. Limitless is good, but that's as far as I can go. Yeah. And that's the thing Crazy. about it. Limit, Limitless isn't even a great song. It's just a good song. No, it's a good song. It, yeah. It's a, you know, yeah. Okay. We, okay, we, so we, let's, we let's drove that one to the ground. Let's get off that. Bruce Springsteen, letter to you. I think people know how we feel. I think people would know how we feel. Okay. Bruce Springsteen, letter to you. Oh, man, dude. Okay, so first of all, there's a documentary on Apple TV Plus, Mm -hmm. The Making of the Record. It is fantastic. It is so, so good. I mean, it it goes into the studio with them as they're making the record. You watch Bruce kind of work through the songs with the band. And like you said before, the E Street Band sounds like a million bucks. Those guys are seasoned. They know what they're doing. They're professionals. Max Weinberg, the drummer, 
Listen, man, there are drummers and then there are musicians. That dude is a musician. No doubt. He is a musician. Yes. When you watch background vocals. Yes. Oh my gosh. When you watch Max play and you see the taste that he puts into that and you see the, the vibe and the feel and the, the restraint that he shows, I I watch a lot of drummers and I'm like, Mm. guys, you're not the center of attention. It's like all these drummers that I see all the time. A lot of these young guys are there. They want to be the lead singer so badly. They right. want the attention they do so it on badly, the drums. Yeah. but they don't. They don't look at it and go. Ringo Starr is one of the greatest drummers on the planet. He's, He's not Flash Keeper. Max Weinberg is. I'm telling you, one of the greatest drummers to ever pick up a pair of sticks. And that guy's not mm. going to blow you away with like all these flashy fills. Nope. He does what's tasteful. He does what's right for the song. That's yes. that's intelligent. That is mature. That is musicianship. And Kenny, that dude has every Kenny Arnoff. Kenny Arnoff is the yeah, same way. He is. played with Mellencamp forever and yep. Smashing Pumpkins, whoever. But yeah, he played with John he is the same. He, that's right. That's right. He is one of those same drummers that the great drummers are the ones who know how to play in the pocket, yeah. stay back and do the justice of song. My, you know, my favorite drummer is Taylor Hawkins. Now I know, I know he beats the crap out of he's the drums, you know. Yeah, but he he's flashy, but he yeah. still knows. He what knows what he's play. doing. Yeah. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. So with Bruce. He's 71 years old. His vocals are still pristine. He sounds incredible. Will you compare his vocal against John's vocal on the Bon Jovi record? It's not old. John sounds thin and weak. And John's only mm-hmm. 58. He's not an old guy. Yeah, yeah. You know? He's not. Yeah, and Bruce is. Bruce is Bruce in his is 70, lane. That's what he does. Bruce is 71 years old, but Bruce is doing yeah. what Bruce does. Bruce hasn't changed. He plays mm-hmm. he plays his music and John, I love the I love the idea of him kind of weaving in and out of different genres, but man, yeah, like sort of. he he just kind of lands in weird spots sometimes and his vocals are just weak and and they rough. They don't sound nasally. very good, nasally, nasally. Yeah, but yeah. But then you got Bruce and the E Street Band and they just sound incredible. And then you got John and his band. And I'm telling you, man, look, I think. Uh, what is it? Hugh McDonald. Is that the guy's name that plays bass? Bass, bass player, yeah. Hugh McDonald. He was incredible. He's an incredible bass player. Tico's right. not that great of a drummer. Um, yeah, right. He just does what he does good with John. Right. And, I've always thought he was great. Right. You know, with and him. David Bryan, he's a keyboard player, right? Does his thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, man, like, I don't know who, I can't remember the guy's name that they have um, playing guitar. I really, like that's one thing. Phil X. Yeah, that's Phil what X. it is. One of the yeah. things that I have missed immensely on that Bon Jovi record is Richie. Oh, no doubt. His background vocals. I mean, it's that band is Richie and John. I mean, that's the way well, it is. I, that's the way it should be. Bruce has always been that, able to kind of do his thing. You know what I mean? Right. I dare say that this record that we were just talking about that we said we weren't going to talk about anymore, but we, we still we <laughs> well, still I'm, will. I'm bringing, I'm bringing um, in no, comparisons I know between no, I know the two it, I know. I know. And that's that's cool. We but I do believe that I just I can't help but wonder if Richie was still a part of the team, would this record be like this? I, I don't know because Look, I just don't know that it would have been. Yeah, I don't I think Richie had Richie's that much be, influence. Richie's gotta be sitting back going, Thank God I am not in that band. Yeah. yeah it's yes, embarrassing. What, it's completely going, embarrassing. John, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, I mean, come on. But yeah. but you look at Bruce and you go, Man, Bruce as a songwriter. He has aged oh, man. very, very well. well. 
Oh man! As a, as a songwriter, as ever. an artist, as a singer, and then John has not aged well as a as a songwriter or a singer or an artist. It's just been right. I can't. I honestly, I I throw my hands in the air with this one. I can't believe that he. I can't believe that the record came out. I can't believe that it released. It's just not. It's just not a good record. Yeah, man. Uh, at least we don't have to buy it. At least that's one of those. <laughs> at least we don't have to spend our money on it. Man. Oh my gosh, man! And here's the thing: so, um, I love Bon Jovi's music. I'm a yeah, huge fan. I'm a huge. See, fan. That's what people that people that are listening to this are probably thinking: man, these guys hate. No, that's the opposite. Uh-huh. We are fans of Bon Jovi. We're I, disappointed in what we have. It's like to, it's like to me, listen to. It's like me with the Carolina Panthers. It's my football yeah. team. I'm a huge fan, and I will always support my team. But dang That's it, right. when they suck, I'll tell you they suck. Yep. And people yeah, don't man. do that. So many people are just like, oh man, you know, we got, we can do this. We can pull this out, man. We can make it happen. I'm like, no, we can't. We mm-hmm. suck. It's not gonna work. Yeah. Good luck next That's year. Right. You know. So I hope you, I hope beyond beyond all hope that John comes back and. And he redeems himself at some point. I hope. But you know what? Here's the thing. I, oh, this might be a bad statement. But I don't know that he will. And here's why I don't know. I'm just worried that has John got to a point in his life and career where he so, so believes in himself that much as a great artist that he believes he might not can put out anything that's not great. It, does he really I'm, believe I'm, that? Really? I, 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 I don't I, know. I, I agree, man. I hope not, but I, it, you know, it sounds like, so anyway, back to Bruce, <laughs> you're right, man. The guy has aged songwriting wise. I mean, to me, I listen to these songs and I'm like, my gosh, he's writing as good a songs now as he wrote when he wrote born to run. Well, I mean, here's a yeah, here's the thing. My understanding is that this record are all kind of ideas that he's had over the last 50 years of his life. They're just all ideas that he just never finished out that now he's kind of finishing out. And so, wow, you know, wow. they're ideas, though. I mean, you know, you, you know what it's like to write a song and oh, yeah. really flesh yeah, those you songs have Lots of ideas, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, you have ideas I do know. I do know that some of these songs I'd read where he was somewhere and a fan gave him a guitar an acoustic mm-hmm. just gave it to him I, I, as an appreciation, you know, like God's oh, little thank you for all the great joy you brought in my life and yeah. gave him this guitar. And that was, you know, think about that. Here's a, a fan giving Bruce a, an acoustic who probably plays the Martins that are, or whatever that are, you know, the $40,000 guitars or the Takamines right. or whatever he plays. And so this guy gives him a guitar that probably didn't cost her anything, you know, but it was still a, a great gesture. And I read somewhere that four or five of these songs were written on that guitar. Mm, that's he cool. just felt like as a like as a, you know what if you're gonna give me that kind of gift I'm gonna make it to good use and he yeah. and he like honored it by by doing that you know by by right but that's what I had heard that now the, what you told me about him you know these songs have been around for a long time I wasn't familiar with that but um, that I, that story I I definitely heard but yeah he mentions it I I haven't watched the whole doc on Apple TV Plus but I've watched a lot of it um, I just have time to get through it it's almost two hours long and and I've just been you know I I have a job so it's yeah. you know <laughs> I also have to work and I so, haven't seen um, it but I want I saw it's a preview yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So I, I've watched about half of it, but I do recall in that doc, he did say that, you know, as he was talking through, it was like, hey, you know, this, these are songs that have kind of been around in my head and, you know, for 50 yeah. years, you know, and I'm just finally kind of 
and, and Gosh, man. finishing them out. And, What's your favorites? I have several on this record, man. Gosh, several dude. on this record. I have you told a me a couple of the other day. Yeah, I have a few as well. Um, if I Was a Priest is my favorite song on the record. Okay. And yeah, uh, Ghosts see. is a really great one. I love Song for Orphans. Um, yeah, I love Burning Train. Janie Needs a Shooter has been one in the last crazy? couple of yeah, days man. that I've just loved. Yeah, man. But see, there's I'm just ghosts. Yeah, is, ghosts is my favorite. That's the one that I can just see live, you know. And I love um, House of a Thousand Guitars. I think is just a fen- phenomenal tune. Um, but earlier in the show, I called. I actually titled that wrong. I said Land of a Thousand Guitars. It's House of a Thousand Guitars. House of a Thousand Guitars. Um, yeah, um, but I really like I'll See You in My Dreams. I think that is a great a one. song. It's a very yeah. last song. To be honest with you, this is one of those records that I'll just throw it on and I'll listen to the whole thing and I will not be disappointed to, to flip it and run it again. I mean, it's yeah. just that great of a record to me. And I'm, I, I tell you, I'm with you. I had mentioned to you, um, you had mentioned to me, you think this is your favorite record of 2020. Yep. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on it. Um, but yeah, but this is, this is going to be my, my record for 2020, unless something comes out in November or December that blows my mind, but I don't see that yeah. happening. He's just, he's just at the top of his game. And, no and, you know, I remember listening to the new McCartney record when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying when, like, I didn't think those songs were very good. I mean, I, I liked right. one of the songs, Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I just remember thinking to myself, man, if McCartney can have a writer's slump, like yeah. anybody can have a writer's slump. Yeah, you're about I just, right. I just think with Bruce and with this album, I mean, the lyrical content is absolutely insane. I mean, that song I was telling you about, If I Was the Priest. Yeah, um, yeah. Listen listen to this, this these couple lines that I think are just fantastic. He goes... There's a girl over by the water fountain, and she's asking to be mine. And Jesus is standing in the doorway in a buckskin jacket, boots and spurs so fine. He says, we need you, son, up in Dodge City, because there's just too many outlaws trying to work the same line. And then he goes, now, if Jesus was a sheriff and I were a priest, if my lady was an heiress and my mama was a thief, if Papa rode shotgun on the Fargo line, there's still too many bad boys trying to walk the same line. Dude. It's middle America rock and roll, and it's perfect, and, you know, and it's good for you know, everybody. You know, some of these lyrics, like, the criminal clown has stolen the throne. He steals what he can never own. May the truth ring out from every small town bar, and we'll light up the house of a thousand guitars. I mean, That's just— so good. Now, on the flip side, let's give some John Bon Jovi lyric from his new record here, okay? Here's some John Bon Jovi lyric from the song <laughs> oh, Beautiful Drug. Oh, my God. From the song Beautiful Drug. <laughs> There's a prescription that no doctor can prescribe. Can't walk on water down on your knees. You enter numbers, step right up. The stuff is guaranteed. Ain't got the fever, fever got me. These are just one-liners that have nothing to do with each other. This right. is insane. Just, yeah, I'm so pissed off. <laughs> Dude. I'm so awesome. freaking mad. I'm not even going to be able to sleep tonight. This record sucks so bad. Uh, well, uh, yeah, well, yeah, listen to Bruce and then go to sleep. Don't listen to that crap. Yeah, but I noticed oh that gosh. too. I go, have you got the record? Have you got the lyrics in front of you from the Bon Jovi record? I was just looking at one of the songs. I listened I to mean, it today and I was just like, what the freaking crap is he right. saying? And it's so terrible. That song, that song is called Beautiful Drug. Yeah. And there's a song called Ray, uh, Lower Your Flag. Yeah, I heard and, that one. 
And I absolutely abhor that one song. <laughs> um, um, what is that one song? American, American Reckoning or whatever. American Reckoning or whatever. Look, let me let me let me tell you, let me tell you this much. I understand what he's doing, and I yeah, understand I what he's saying and why he's saying it. I think. The things that he's trying to say are important to say. I just think he doesn't know how to say it because he doesn't, it doesn't, it's not his life. He's not dealing with all the things he's singing with. It's not genuine. And I think that's the part. He's not dealing with any of the stuff he's singing about. And look, Bruce deals with, yes. Bruce, did you see see Bruce on Broadway? Did you see that thing he did? Um, I saw a portion of it. Springsteen thing on Broadway. Okay, yeah, so right, I right. watched I watched a lot of it, and some of the stuff that he said was he's like, you know, I talk about being a working man and like being in the factories and all that stuff. He goes, I never sure. worked a I never worked a real job right. in my life. All I've ever done is play music. Sure. But the thing of it is, is that he understands he understands it though, right? Because he's been around it. Yes, John does not understand, or mm-hmm. nor does he live, nor has he been impacted by any of the no. stuff he's singing about on this record, and it just comes across as like. Just not genuine and almost silly. To the point to me. Of, it, it, it's just it's just ridiculous. When John was singing about "You Give Love a Bad Name," when yes. he was singing about yes. um, "What's on it's Crush," my, it's, it's my life. It's my life. When he was singing about, um, you know, uh, whatever he sings you, about, I mean, he yeah, sings about. I mean, you living knew on a it, prayer, you believed it. One a dead or alive. I've seen a million I faces and I've rocked them all. He's lived he those. Did things. that. He didn't mean to miss her birthday, and he wished no. he'd blow, he'd seen her blown those candles out, right? Oh, he missed her birthday, and he wished – yeah, he knows about that stuff. I had a friend of mine in Nashville, a songwriter. He said something to me that made total sense one time. He said, always write and only write what you know. Yeah. Only write what you know. John did not write what he knows on this record. Other than maybe – there's one song on there I think about giving his daughter away. Oh, from yeah. I th- well, he probably does know that. He probably yeah. totally understands. Okay, well, he gets that. Okay, cool. But don't write about, you know, American Reckoning when it hasn't affected you. And it hasn't done anything to – and I don't know that it hasn't. You know, I'm not judging or anything like that. I'm just saying it just sounds like you said. The record sounds like it's not honest. It's not honest at all. And it's just – That's it's what a it sounds like. It's just a bummer. Right. Where Bruce's I mean, record, I believe every word he sings. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So what record would you choose if you <laughs> dude listen, there's no question. I mean, look, you know what we're both choosing. It's not even it's yeah, not a secret. We, I told you from the very get go, you know, you know from the beginning of the yeah. show what I'm picking. And yeah. it's it's Bruce Springsteen all day, every day. Um Me too. And it's a shame it's a shame that we it had to be it had to be that way instead of us really wanting to know like God, which one would I want? Well, you know, you know the thing of it is when we when we do this show when we put records against each other, the idea of it is to be a hard decision. That's the idea of it. That's the and idea. I think today the reason we did this was because you've got two iconic artists who released records. These are two artists who are not top of mind. They're not in the spotlight. They're both legends. Mm. And yeah, they, they both sell deserve. Out. Look, these are these both of these artists are rock and roll hall of fame all day, every day. Yeah. I would vote for both of them all day, every day. Me too. I love them every both. Me but too. when you when you talk about these two records in particular, there's literally yeah. no comparison. The one nope. of them is greatness, and one of them should have never it's been not. recorded. It's just that's ridiculous. A, that's exactly right. It is. Oh my gosh, that's crazy, isn't it? To think that we would sit here on on, the sh- on our show. And talk about an iconic artist like Bon Jovi, 
should never have released this record. I never thought we'd say that about an artist believe, that I can't we believe, love so much. I can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth. I feel like a... Like it's, Meatloaf yeah. said, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, listen. Oh, dude. It's been a great week. I'm so it's, glad that, that we got to listen to this Bruce record all week long, and I'm going to continue to listen too. to it. I'm I'll listen to never it tomorrow on the way to work. record on again. I'll me never listen to record just, for the rest of my it's life. A, it's, it's a memory for me now. Yeah. Until I listen to the show again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Good to see you, man. Good to see you too, my brother. And I will see you next time. Later. Later.